I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. You know, I talk a lot about how engagement isn't the goal in our communities, but progress is. But how do we actually get somebody to go from engaging in the community to actually taking action and making progress? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Well, hey, friend, welcome back to the Community Creator Show. I am currently 10 days away for my daughter's wedding as I am recording this. My office, you can't see it, but my office is filled with wedding things, sparklers and flower girl baskets and suits and ties and all the things because we have a wedding in just a few days I have really been embracing less is more in business over the last month as we have worked towards getting my daughter married off with the wedding of her dreams. But we are so close, so close. Now, by the time you listen to this, she will be happily married and enjoying life with her husband, Tristan, and their beautiful baby girl, Rowan. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And this is insane. Planning a wedding. I don't know if you've tried to plan a wedding recently, but it is expensive. It is exhausting. And it makes me wish that Pinterest did not exist. Because in my day, all we had were magazines of weddings. And you knew that that was unattainable. You had these really expensive magazine weddings. And you just kind of knew like, yeah, I can't have a wedding like that. So you never actually thought it was something that you could do. But but Pinterest and blogs and all of that has really made it seem like we can all have this really magical high-end wedding. And so trying to bring that down to reality, what is possible when you are on a short timeline and a tight budget and you're getting married, how can you still have a beautiful, wonderful wedding? But here's the thing, just like I talk about in community and in business that people will remember how you made them feel. They're not going to remember the food. They're not going to remember what color your flowers were or what your centerpieces were, but they're going to remember how they felt at the wedding. They're going to remember the fun that they had. So we've just been trying to concentrate ourselves and my daughter, my lovely bride of a daughter on that to really making sure that we craft an experience for people that is going to be one that they look back on with enjoyment. All right, this episode is not about wedding planning, but I had to share that with you because it is what I'm walking through in life right now. What I want to talk about today is a question that I recently received, which is, you say the goal isn't engagement, it's progress. 
how do we take a member from just being engaged to making progress? And I love this question because first off, I talk about that a lot. And if you haven't heard me say it, well, welcome to the show because you probably are new if you haven't heard me say this yet. But the goal isn't engagement. It's a mistake that we make as community leaders all the time, thinking that the goal is to increase engagement in our community when actually the goal is progress, right? People can get engagement in a thousand places right now, but progress is what keeps people coming back for more. So that's the focus. But they ask a great question of like, how do we take a member from just being engaged Miss Sally or Chatty Kathy, who's always in the group showing up, chit-chatting, but she's not actually making any progress inside of your program. So how do you make that transition from engagement to progress? And it's a great question because there's a few things at play here. So first off, sometimes people join for different reasons than we think they're joining for. Sometimes we think somebody is joining to build a business or learn a new skill, but really they're joining because they're lonely and they want to find people like them. And they know that your course, your membership, your program is a place where they can find people like them. And that's really what they're hoping to get out of it. So it's very possible that Chatty Kathy in your group is getting the very thing that she needs. And that's progress for her. Progress is about solving problems. It's not always about like making progress in this path that's ongoing or moving the needle. Sometimes the needle that you're moving is just their feeling of belonging, of connectedness, of feeling known, seen, and connected with other people like them. So it's very possible that there are people in your community that will never implement the thing. They may never do your trainings. They may never actually touch whatever it is that you've created to help them achieve a specific result, but they're just happy to have people that they are connected with, people that are like them. Now, how do we know if Chatty Cathy is going to look back a year from now when her annual subscription comes up from renewal and says, I haven't made any progress in here. I've just been hanging out in a Facebook group all the time. I haven't actually gotten better at quilting or I haven't actually launched my business or whatever that goal might be. Well, we really don't know. So we have to assume that everybody is there to make progress with the goal and make sure that they are fully supported in doing so. So that's why I love this question, because giving people the best environment to make progress is all that we can do. Now, this is key, okay? I'm going to give you three things that have to happen for progress to start. Now, if you go back to episode 59, I talk about the key to unlocking progress when I talk about my progress wheel framework. I'm not going to go back through that again, but real quick overview. The progress wheel is purpose, path, action, progress, spotlight. You direct them to the purpose. They see the path, that next step that they need to take. They take that action They see progress, make progress from that action. You spotlight that progress. It doesn't have to be for others. It could just be for them. And then you point that back to the purpose. Here's why we're here. 
Here's what you're accomplishing. Look how close you're getting to the goal. And again, here's your next step. So we just keep cycling around. And that's like, originally I was going to call it the momentum wheel, but I changed it to the progress wheel. There's a little behind the scenes there. But it is about getting and keeping momentum when people are in forward motion towards a goal. And it's actually based on science. It's based on something called the progress principle. That being said, there are layers to this that are not represented in the progress wheel, right? Any framework that we create as business owners is always going to have like a few missing elements that it's like, yeah, but there's these like external factors or internal factors that come into play that we don't necessarily address inside of our framework. So what are those and how do we overcome them? That's really what I want to talk about today. And there's three things that we need in order for somebody to go from just being an engaged member of your community to being somebody that's taking action and make progress. And the first thing that is going to hold somebody back from making progress is desire. Do they really want the progress? This is what we were just talking about. Chatty Cathy may actually not be there to launch that business. She may not care if she gets better at quilting or not. She just wants to be connected with other quilters. So if she doesn't desire it, you can't make her want it. You can't force that desire in her. However, there was probably some messaging inside of your marketing that was pain or pleasure. You're in this pain. You're trying to get to this pleasure or problem solution, if you want to word it that way, or aspirational identity. We have this messaging in our marketing that creates the desire for the outcome that our program provides. But then like so often we do, and we talk about a lot here, we forget everything that we did in our marketing and we throw it out the window once somebody buys. That's not what we want to do. We need to continue to stoke that desire in our customers. So we want to keep that language going, whether that's aspirational identity or pain and pleasure or problem solution, whatever dream outcome. You know, there's all of these sort of marketing, copywriting ways that we stoke that desire in people, but that language should continue to exist within your membership. Because if we stop talking about it, guess what? They're going to stop thinking about it. We stop talking about how we can help them. We stop shining the spotlight on the pain or the problem that they came to us to fix or to find a solution for or that dream outcome or that aspirational identity that they want. We stop shining a spotlight on that. And guess what? Their motivation fades. Their desire fades. No, there are lots of things that are begging for our attention. There are lots of desires of our hearts. And the reality is, is we can only act on so many of those on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and really even in a lifetime. There are going to be lots of desires that we want in life that will go by the wayside when we leave this earth because we just can't possibly accomplish them all and focus on all of them. So how do we make sure that we are kindling this desire for them if it is something that they desire. We have to give the best opportunity for it. 
Because otherwise, other problems are going to scream louder. Other desires, other pleasures in life are going to scream a lot louder. They no longer feel the pain. They no longer see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow of your program. So we need to be reminding of people the reason that they joined in the first place. Always reminding them of that and leverage the messaging that we use in the marketing to get them in because we're stoking that desire in them, either pain or pleasure, problem solution, dream outcome, aspirational identity, pick your messaging approach that you're using. But how are you continuing to integrate that into what you're communicating inside of your membership, whether that be around specific deliverables, whether that be around milestones that they're achieving, whether that be coaching that you're doing inside of your program, how are you speaking back to that and not making the assumption that the desire to achieve the outcome still exist? Because that is the biggest hurdle to get over is keeping that desire strong. Because if they don't have that desire and they don't want it, you can't force them to want it. So the first thing you have to overcome is desire. Now, the second thing is also kind of in the mindset space, but I wanna give it a specific name other than just mindset because I think we talk a lot about mindset monkeys and how mindset holds people back from making the progress that they want to make, but we don't get really clear on what it is about their mindset that's keeping them from making the progress they want to make. And so the word I want you to think about here is belief, belief. Do they have the belief that the desired outcome is achievable? This is possible, but it's not just about is it possible because What I find is we make the mistake of thinking that case studies and testimonials and all of these things are going to show them that this is an actual achievable result. It is possible. And chances are they will believe that. If you do a good job in your messaging, you do a good job of using the progress wheel to always be spotlighting people's progress in the program, they're going to see the people around them that are making progress. They're gonna hear about the results that other people are achieving, not just before they buy, but after they buy as well. So what's the gap? What's the belief gap? If I believe this is possible, what's holding me back? I don't believe it's possible for me because I am a unique unicorn. I am a special snowflake. I have an older daughter with a baby, so I'm a grandmother. I have a daughter who I'm planning a wedding for in 10 days or nine days or whatever it is. I have three young kids at home. We homeschool. We don't have the time for this. I work full time. Whatever their excuse is, I'm a beginner, you know, there's always going to be something in the back of their head that's saying, yeah, you know what, Jim, this is possible. It's possible for them. It's just not possible for you. People like us, we don't have that kind of opportunity. People like us, we're not capable of this. People like us have never achieved something like this before. People like us don't have time to do things like this. And so we have to make sure of two things. One is that we continue to showcase a diversity of people making a diversity of progress. I don't know any other way to say it. Like, We need to showcase big wins and little wins in all different areas, 
and all different people in all different circumstances as much as we can so that they can see people like them with setbacks, excuses, circumstances like theirs that could have kept them from making progress, but it didn't. And that's one thing that I think is often missing in case studies and testimonials and sharing wins is it's like, here's what I did, but we don't share who I am and the circumstances and things that were in my life that I had to overcome to do this thing. Because when we share those circumstances, that is what people connect with. That's what helps them see, oh, it's possible for people like me. And then we have just the coaching piece. I talk a lot about how we have content coaching and community. And that coaching piece is looking somebody in the eye or typing a message to them using the framework that we teach. And it says to them, you can do this. And I'm here to help you. And this entire community is here to help you. You don't have to do it alone, but you can do this. And it starts with taking that first step. You're going to have to trust us. We have helped other people do this. That's where the case studies come in. That's where the wins and stories come in. We've helped other people in your situation, other people like you do this. I've seen it happen, but I want you to know you are capable and you have to trust us. And I just want you to take one step at a time. And all you can do is prove yourself wrong. That's the only thing you have to lose. That's all you have to lose is proving yourself wrong. So will you trust me? You've invested in yourself. You believed enough in yourself to invest in this program. Where did that belief go? Let's rekindle that belief. Let's believe that it's possible and let's prove ourselves wrong. Let's prove to ourselves that we can do this by taking one small step a day, taking action, going back to that progress will, taking action, making progress recognizing and spotlighting that progress and then going forward from there. That's where the mindset comes in. It's this belief and not just the belief that it's possible, but the belief that it's possible for me. If I don't have a desire for the outcome, if I don't believe it's possible for me, then I am not going to be making progress. So the third and the final thing that we need, and I do address this inside of the progress wheel because it is so important, is clarity on the next step. And you've heard me say this already a couple times in this one episode, but we have to give them clarity on their next step if we want them to make progress. And it doesn't have to be a quiz with action steps or roadmaps. Now, a lot of my clients that I work with, we do curate content to guide people very specifically. So we do have quizzes that assess where they are on the journey and that point them to specific content. We do have various roadmaps that will walk them step by step through how to leverage the content inside of the program. We give them specific action steps or challenges, but there are other ways to do it. You know, you can offer what I call concierge calls where you give people the opportunity to hop onto a small group call where they can share their unique goals or circumstances and they can be pointed to the best resources. You can do group brainstorming or action planning calls where they answer a few simple questions in breakout rooms 
which I really love to leverage where you send them into rooms with peers and they have to answer a question about like, what's one thing you want to accomplish right now? Or what's one thing that's holding you back one challenge? And then you brainstorm ideas as a group for that person. And then they have to pick one action step and set a due date, a DO date, not a DUE date. If you have ever heard me coach, you know that I say that every time you've got to set a DO date that you're going to accomplish it. But there's lots of opportunities for you to help somebody get really clear on the next step. They know the purpose. They have the desire. They believe it's possible. They believe it's possible for them. And then they ask the question, well, now what? What do I do? How do I do it? And if we don't get them that next step, it is the perfect excuse for them to spiral back to, well, it's just impossible. I'm not making progress. But they didn't actually take any action or they took the wrong action because we didn't guide them effectively. So we really want to make sure that we have a process in place to help guide people to their best next step. And that can easily be hop on a call with the team. We do orientation calls twice a month. You can hop on, tell us your situation. We'll help you get pointed to your best resource. And if you don't have the capacity to do things like that, the question you have to always be asking is how does my member know what their best next action step is? If we can do those three things, if we can be kindling the desire and bringing that desire to the forefront, if we can be showcasing and building the belief so that they see this is possible, but not just possible for other people, but it's possible for me. And then once they have that belief, that's where excitement comes. That's where momentum comes. I have this desire. I have the belief that it's possible. The momentum is here. Don't leave me hanging, right? We need to be ready to share with them the best next step. And that, my friends, is what kickstarts that progress wheel that we talk about in episode 59. They know their best next step. They're motivated because they understand the purpose. They see that there is a path to success and they believe that if they follow that path, they'll achieve the result. They know their next step, so they take action. And when they take action, they make progress. Now, sometimes they make progress and they don't recognize it. So we have to recognize it for them. We always want to be spotlighting progress, big, small. And then we connect that back to the purpose. We rekindle that desire by reminding them of that dream outcome, that aspirational identity, that problem that they're trying to solve. So if you want to make sure that your members aren't just there to engage and you want to do everything that you can to create an environment of progress, a culture of progress, as I like to say, then you want to keep those three things in mind, desire, belief, and clarity. We have desire, belief, and clarity. We can kickstart that progress wheel and help your members make more progress than ever before. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.